I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on extra point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you. It's Wednesday. It's the last day of June. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Happy to be here. Happy to be with you. How have you been? We didn't talk last week. I've been I've been doing well. How about yourself? Well, last week was kind of shitty, and then of course we know what happened to the baseball team, and it just kind of was tough to record. Then Wednesday I was busy, and then it just kind of got been a busy last week for me, and then yeah, so we just didn't even really get to put a a bow on the baseball season. No, no, unfortunately we went zero and two in Omaha, but you know, I mean. I think everyone would trade 0-2 for Omaha if it meant we got to keep Vitello. And it does look like we will keep Vitello. And so it does appear that uh, we will keep Vitello. He says that he has a verbal agreement with UT. So um, we're going to keep him. I will be interested to see if he signs a contract. If I'm him, I don't think I would sign a contract anytime soon. Yeah, I could see why you wouldn't. But on the other hand, he will never have more power than he has right now. Right. I mean, he might, but it's like you can't really bet on that. He has like, he's the most powerful man in Knoxville. Would he have more power next year if they have another good season and there are job openings again? Because right now, there are no real job openings, right? I mean, I don't know who Arizona hired, but next cycle, he would have just as much power, no? Like if SEC jobs came open again, or at least some good yeah, jobs? Yeah, I've, I've thought about this. I was thinking about this the other day. The, the issue is that there aren't any jobs that appear that they will come open. Like, And, I mean, stuff can happen or whatever, but, like, that's a lot to bet on. Like, I guess at best you can bet on, like, if you were, you could say, okay, maybe Dave Van Horn retires, but we know that, like, they're not going to hire him because they don't like him. What about Missouri? He's done with Missouri. He don't want anything to do with his alma mater. Well, right, but could he, could he, could he not – Use that as leverage. I, I'm not even talking about him actually leaving him. I'm just saying for power. He could, but I think their baseball coach makes like 250k. Sure. Okay. So they'd have a hard time hiring him away. Because I'm just looking. Like I mean, you know, LSU didn't really come calling, or you know, whatever they didn't prioritize him or couldn't get him one way or the other. Whichever way you look at it. But if I'm Vitello, a signed contract takes some pressure off Tennessee to, you know, really get the ball rolling on getting this facilities upgraded and getting everything he wants. Yeah. So I don't know. He seems like he's going to sign one. Okay. From what he says, you know, they have a verbal agreement. They're like just 
finalizing some details, and that's what BallQuest is reporting to. I guess details over Lindsey Nelson. I, I'm not sure what the final details are. I mean, I kind of thought that like if Tennessee could get through this cycle with keeping and, and keep him, that like Tennessee would keep him for a long time because. Sure. Like, the Florida coach, he's not going anywhere. Like, he's turned down Texas and LSU. Or he turned down Texas and he pulled his name out of LSU. Like, he's never leaving Florida. Do you think he would have pulled his name out of LSU had he not thought that Oregon State's former manager was getting it? Because Pat Casey got leaked as the hire, and then he pulled his name out of contention. I always wondered, like, did he kind of just get fucked there on that? I think he pulled his name out because of the the issue with the – family who whose son played on his tra- on his son's travel team and okay the father killing himself and then killing the boys and then killing himself and there were some rumors that I don't even want to say it because like it's totally like who knows but Kevin O'Sullivan's son plays on a travel team in Gainesville there was a boy that was on his team whose father killed killed his two sons one including the one that played on the travel team with O'Sullivan's boy, and then killed himself. And the rumor was, and you can read all about it on Tiger Droppings, you can read the story in the Gainesville paper about the, the murder-suicide, was that the, it's it's known, even that Gainesville newspaper story talked about the man and the woman were getting divorced. The rumor was that she was cheating on her husband with Kevin O'Sullivan. Again, I have no idea if that's true, but like that was everywhere. And like when Kendall Rogers talks about Kevin O'Sullivan and the LSU job, he just says he pulled his name out because of some other issues and, you know, because of some other, of another ordeal. And it just, it just, you know, he, nobody denies it, but you can't go out and say, yeah, that's why he pulled his name out. But like that was going around. It was all over Tiger Droppings. It was a big story in Gainesville. Um, so another rumor about him was that his, the divorce proceedings with his wife state, he can't see his kids. This, his kids can't cross state lines to see him. So if he lived in Louisiana, he couldn't see his boys. That was another rumor. I don't think it had anything to do with Casey. I think that the personal life of Kevin O'Sullivan seemed to be the issue there. I I guess with him, not to spend much more time on him, but uh, did he not know that he couldn't really leave the state when it came to his kid? Like, see, that, I, I don't, I, I, I don't really put much stake into that. Like, I okay. would say that the other story would probably be more true, and it was everywhere. On, I mean, you could read about it everywhere. It was on VolQuest. It was on Tiger Droppings. Like, it was, it was very much out there. Um, it was an awful story. Just, it was very, very tragic. But I think. That I don't think Pat Casey like I think they would want I think they wanted to hire Kevin O'Sullivan and they couldn't because of you know whatever and then Pat Casey they couldn't because of the Title Nine stuff in his past and then after that they kind of just had to start fresh and like you said for whatever reason they never seemed that interested in Vitello they basically acted the entire search like they were too good for Vitello well good we'll take him so the Omaha. Stint didn't go well. It was disappointing, but it is what it is. At least we didn't have to cancel our season because of COVID. So at least we had that going for us. We didn't feel as bad as NC State fans probably feel right now. Yeah, that was um, it's about the worst shit ever. I mean, I, I, I just, was there not a better way to handle this? It seems like it was just another NCAA fuck up. 
I don't know what the better way to handle it would have been, but it does seem like something would have gone better than the way they did it. It did seem like they did it maybe the worst possible way. They seemed like they did it the, the, the absolute poorest way imaginable. Like, I understand that you only let vaccinated players play in that first game. You know, whatever. Okay, I get it. But, like, all the non-vaccinated people that tested negative over and over and over again, why couldn't they play on Saturday? I saw one North Carolina State mother post on Twitter that her son tested negative six times. And they still didn't let him play? They still didn't let him play. Seems really stupid. I guess by the time you hear this podcast, we might know who wins the national championship. But as of now, at 4-11, we're waiting game three, the deciding game between Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. Like, it's obviously the worst thing about it is what happened to North Carolina State. Second worst is that it allowed the team in the loser's bracket to reset their pitching staff. So, you know, Leiter got to start game one. If he doesn't get to start game one, we saw what happened in game two last night. Mississippi State might already be the national champions because Rocker, it would be tough to ask him to pitch again before tonight. He pitched on Friday night, he pitched on Friday, and he's pitching in on Wednesday. Like I, He probably couldn't have gone last night. You know, so like it it allowed Vanderbilt, the team out of the losers bracket, to reset their pitching staff before the national championship series. Mississippi State didn't get that option. They're going to try and get something out of their number one tonight, Jake Bednar. Like it's just a total sham. I mean, it, it is a total joke. Like, I mean, Vandy's really, really good. They probably, I feel like they probably would have beaten North Carolina State again, but they would have at least had to start lighter. Do you think they would have swept them twice? I mean, full strength North Carolina State. I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's tough to say. Like I feel like if they would have played, you know, I was thinking if they played again on Saturday against like a less than one hundred percent North Carolina State, they probably would have won. But like it did. But it, like it almost it. It didn't even matter because Lighter would have been burnt on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if North Carolina State's full health, I have no idea. I mean, North Carolina State could flat out crush the baseball. So at least we don't have to sit there and wonder what if. At least that didn't happen to us, so there's some solace, I guess. Although North Carolina State can now do the Central Florida thing and claim national champions. They claim they never got beaten, so that'll be really annoying, and I hope that they don't really go all in on that. But either way, that's where we're at with college baseball. Vitello looks to be staying. Tennessee disappointed in Omaha. There's nothing else to be said. That's about it. Now getting to football. We've had a couple more transfers out. Daryl Middleton out today, right before we go on the air. What a bizarre time to transfer. Greg Emerson, another defensive lineman, gone earlier this week. So you've lost more defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. One could uh, get the idea that Rodney Garner really does not like the lineman he has in the room. What lineman he had in the room. Yes, what lineman he had in, in the room. I'm just glad he hasn't run off the junkyard dog yet. Does he uh, Does he like the, the players he currently has? Who knows? Um, I guess he likes them more than Greg Emerson. You know, I mean, I, it, it's sad. I mean, who knows what Greg Emerson could have been if he hadn't had the just horrific injury his senior year of high school. Um, cause he was a really, really, really highly rated recruit. 
But obviously him and Garner did not uh, get along much. So. And then Daryl Middleton. I just. I, I couldn't. Did Daryl Middleton even play? Like, did he play much? I don't know, man. Who know? Who even cares? Yeah, I, I can't remember, like, really one detail after the Georgia game last year. Like, who even cares? Other than us, like, dominating the first half against Arkansas and then getting our shit kicked in the third quarter. Yeah, that happened. I remember Brian Maurer coming in and not being able to read, uh, read a football field and making one. If his first receiver wasn't open, he immediately threw the ball away. I do remember that. I also remember us gashing Auburn with our run game over and over and then deciding to throw it in the red zone and Garantano throwing an interception. I also remember that. Apparently, Daryl Middleton made a play at Alabama in 2019. Good job by Daryl. I have no idea what that play is. Um, but, yeah, he made that play, so that's cool. Um, and then uh, Caden Salter also got kicked off the team. Oh, yeah. Caden Salter gone since the last time we spoke. So that was like one of the br- few bright spots you had in the recruiting class. And he is gone. Tennessee lost four of their top six rated guys from last year's recruiting class. Yep. So, uh, luckily we have an amazing recruiting class coming in, you know, committed right now. Oh, wait. No, we don't. We have, um, let's see how many we have. We have six commitments on rivals. We have two four stars and four three stars. I'm actually shocked we have four stars. I really thought you were going to tell me we had all three stars. Neither one of the four stars are rated in the top 250. They are one of those four stars that is outside the top 250 but is above a three star, so they are on the low end of four stars. Um, so, yeah, we have um, a running back committed from Louisiana, apparently. What do we make of this nat- name, image, and likeness bill going into effect tomorrow? I've been really annoyed at seeing uh, the players all tweet out the same thing. I'm going to guess that the rich get richer off of it somehow. Yeah. Well, you, you know, not this isn't a case of the rich getting richer, but did you see Nebraska, uh, a company in Nebraska set up an offer, the first offer of the first hundred athletes in the state of Nebraska to opt in can get paid for tweeting out about their, I guess, the rewards app. So at least partnering up and trying to, I guess, get the ball rolling a little bit. I thought it was smart of the company to do that because they get national exposure for it. But, you know, I can't imagine there'll be a bigger opportunity than like 50 bucks at most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that it's much either. But, hey, I guess that's cool. I think I'm going to get really, really, really tired of seeing it. Like really, really tired of seeing it. You had Kansas State's players do their little TikTok. I imagine it's going to be a lot of stuff like that. I'd imagine most of these people are trying to just build, like, brands on YouTube and social media. Which, you know, shout out to the Oregon softball team. Those girls were a little bit ahead of their time. They probably could have made bank. I imagine you'll have a lot of female athletes try to really sell their uh, their following. Try to build that way. And as far as guys, like, uh, like who's the big man on campus right now? We kind of talked about this on the radio today. But who's, like, the biggest, most valuable star Forget football, just like on campus. Is it either him or Kenny Chandler? I mean, Chandler has more Instagram followers. Chandler has 60,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. Walking through campus, I say more people know, obviously, what John Forreston looks like than Kenny Chandler. And if yeah, but what about online? Yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, I would imagine Fulkerson, I mean, Fulkerson should get some back pay from pals or some local East Tennessee business that would, like, use him, him being an East Tennessee kid. But, like, the most popular athlete on campus, I guess it could be Fulkerson. If not him, then Chandler, especially once the games start. Yeah. I have like, no who idea. Who on the football team would be that guy? I was going to say, I have I no would... idea who it would be on the football team. I have no idea who it Cade Mays would be the most, no, like, the most, uh, like, recognized player on the football team, right? It would be Cade Mays. Okay, especially if you consider East Tennessee. He's also 6'8 and has, like, a sleeve of tattoos, so he does stand out. Sure. I didn't think about him. Uh, I think he would be the most recognized player on the football team. It would have it would have been Henry Totoa, I think. Um, sure, sure. I mean, I I don't. Yeah, Henry T might have actually cost himself some money because he would have been you know unquestioned the uh, leader you know the 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 leader of this team in this in this category right in terms of notoriety and and marketability. Now, granted, you know he's gonna play the long game and try to get drafted thanks to Alabama's help. So I mean, like he, I think he's making the right play for that. But he would have been pretty much the only star on this team that could have been a pitch man, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I guess he. I'm sure he took his teddy bear to Tuscaloosa with him at least, so he has that. Could have at least got a builder bear contract out of it. I, I honestly, I don't know who would be the most profitable player on the football team like none of them really seem particularly profitable I think that the best chance of anybody would be somebody that like we don't know about that turns out to be like really personable and really like good like you know can it's like a good content creator I'll be interested to see yeah the content creator how far they go along with that but also like I I do want to see how this works in college sports this year in terms of fighting for the postgame interviews yeah. Fighting for the post-game interviews and guys trying to go out there and, like, you know, make a name for themselves. Yeah, it could be – it could just be whoever the quarterback is, which – um, It might just be that simple. It might it might be as simple as who the quarterback is. Which uh, – do we know who the quarterback's going to be? Do we care who the quarterback's going to be? Not particularly. I was just curious. This is ostensibly, anyway, a podcast about UT Athletics. Oh, yeah, sure. But, I mean, I, I don't know who the quarterback is going to be. I'm asking if it matters. Oh, oh, no, they'll be the most profitable. I was just talking from just a purely, like, X's and O's, you know, watching the tape, you know, talking a little football with the boys, who our quarterback was going to be. Maurer has 40,000 Instagram followers, so, like, he'd be the best, I guess, would he be the face of our of our program? If, he, if he's a quarterback, I guess he'd have to be, right? Yeah, probably. That would, that, that would be something. I, 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 yeah. I don't know how many local businesses are going to like hire these guys as pitchmen. I'd imagine it's all going to be social media, tweeting out some things, and maybe like, hey, sell some merchandise like Graham Mertz is at Wisconsin. He like got him a logo, and he's getting ready to start selling shirts and stuff. I would give anything to just auto-sim through these next two or three years to get rid of um, Heifel. No offense. So you're just already out like it's done, like you don't even care at all? I would say a lot of our audience probably, I'd say a lot of our audience probably feels the same way. Let's just fast forward at least two years, and either hype still here and it's good, or it's gone really bad. We've already like gotten ready to at least have coaching search season. Brother Bob McRib made a good point today, where he said, "Typically, when we have a coaching change, we have a coach that at least at the beginning is tearing it up in recruiting, so we can be sold on that." Um. 
we don't have that anymore. In fact, we have the opposite. We have a guy losing in-state guys to places like Kentucky. So, um, you know, there's really just nothing to look forward to. I mean, I guess the schedule's easy. is like the only thing to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the schedule sets up that you have to win at least six games, which is crazy to even, like, care about that. But, like, you should win five pretty easily in terms of the three bought wins. This is even counting Pittsburgh. And, like, I don't know if you saw the over-under win totals put out for these college teams, but Vanderbilt was three and South Carolina's was three and a half. Like, those teams are on paper going to be really, 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 really shitty. Yeah, like, Tennessee has Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, South Carolina, South Alabama, and Vandy at home. That's five wins. All you have to do is beat Pittsburgh. Or Kentucky. Or Missouri. Or Ole Miss. You have Ole Miss at home, too. Yeah, like... I, like it, the schedule is so easy. Like it, the schedule is so easy. If Jimmy Pruitt just wasn't just absolutely atrocious, he would be set up to have a really good year. But he sucked, and so here we are with Josh Heupel. How much better would we be off had COVID just canceled the year last year? Probably a lot. How much? Like I was just thinking, how much better would we be off with this easy schedule if we had Chadwell? I mean, I guarantee you, people would feel better about where we're at right now because I. I Again, we don't know if he would be crushing it, but it'd be hard for Chadwell to be doing worse at recruiting. Yeah. And worse at really really selling a program, man. Like, what, what, is, what is Josh Heupel even doing? Have we seen, like, him talk recently? I haven't seen him even really do anything other than, like, throw out the first pitch of the baseball game a couple months ago. Hadn't, like, they been having, like, playing dodgeball and, like, water gun fights at practice and stuff? Hadn't they been doing stuff like that? Well, that was a couple months ago. Like, I haven't seen him be around or do anything the last couple months. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I have no idea. Like, I, I I was on VolQuest, like, earlier this week or last week, and they were talking about baseball, and one of the guys responded to the baseball said, it's football time in Tennessee now, buddy. And I'm just like, thinking, so I'm like, I was reading, I'm like, who cares? How do you, like, still, like, it's like, no, I would much rather talk about Tennessee baseball or Tennessee basketball than Tennessee football. What is there to talk about Tennessee football? I would rather discuss Ralph Weekly retiring from the softball program than I would talk about this football program. What is there to talk about on June 30th in regards to this football team? Like, you can't talk about recruiting. The biggest recruiting weekend of the year netted you zero commitments. Zero. It was the biggest recruiting weekend of the year, and you got zero commits. Like, who cares? We're going to suck. We're going to suck for a while. Like, just... I mean, maybe he can win six or seven games a year until he can be fired, so Tennessee won't be coming off like, what did we go last year? Three and seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe we can hire a coach next time going off like a six and six year instead of three and seven and not lose like 30 players to the transfer portal. We just can't quit losing players. Yeah, it it would be cool to it would be cool to to not lose players. Yeah, Brizzy says lines move in silence. That's a good point. That's a good point, Brizzy. They do they do be moving in silence. I've heard many lions roar before. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I think they move in silence. I don't know. Again, I've heard a lot of roars on TV and stuff. I mean that what was that movie? Lion King. 
goddamn Lion King. What the the, the pre roll before the movie? There's always like dun, 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 and then there was like a ro- lion roaring, right? I mean, wasn't the whole thing like? Rawr. Was that Miramax? Was Miramax the one that had the lion roaring? Miramax doesn't sound right. MGM, MGM, MGM. There we go. Thank you. But whatever, lions move in silence. I guess. Lions move in silence. This is depressing. Anything else on football before we get to questions? Uh, no. The quicker we get off football, the better. I do think you'll see a lot of athletes around the country humbled by them not making any money off this name, image, and likeness stuff. Well, that, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Or it'll lead to them being even more bitter and transferring. The timing behind Middleton's post being like, hey, I'm open for business, and then, hey, I'm transferring. Which, shout out to Greg Emerson, who I think put out that he was open for business while in the transfer portal. He's, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a double, you know, he's, he's open for business two ways, both a future team and future, and future business opportunities. So he's just covering his bases. We'll be interested to see where uh, he lands and where on earth Jerome Middleton will transfer to. I can't imagine it's going to be very good. No, I can't either. We had, was it Kenny Solomon, the one who had had the exit interview talking about, Basically, he texted Clemson, and they told him he was full. Florida wasn't responding to him. Where did he end up transferring? Tulsa, I'm pretty sure. Oh, bro. Bro. Man, man, that's rough. Well, you hate to see it. Sometimes it just be that way. Sometimes it just be that way. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Got a Smokies game coming up. In a couple weeks, we got what? I guess fantasy football, all of our leagues. Not too far away from that either. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch if you want to be a part of the Discord and the family. Uh, Braden Lewis upped his pledge from $2 to $5. Shout out to Brother Braden. We love you and appreciate you. And that's it. That's all. Let's get to some questions. Uh, Brother Logan, a.k.a. Logie, wants to know, what is the best what is the best Fourth of July patriotism song and why is it courtesy of the red, white, and blue? Do you agree with the premise that courtesy of the red, white, and blue? Uh I don't really have a strong take on this, um on this on this question. Um, I personally don't think it's courtesy of the red, white, and blue, but I would understand why you did. Um Living in America, pretty good. James Brown. America the Beautiful, Ray Charles. I think I'd like both of those better. Yeah. American Girl. And honestly, I'm thinking of it. Brooks and Dunn, Only in America. That's pretty good. Only in America. Or Living in America. That was the one I just heard. Party in the USA by Molly. I got to be honest. Uh, I, I appreciate what Toby Keith did after 9-11, but I, I still, don't, still don't like what he did to the Dixie Chicks. American Girl is a really good song. Yeah, I love American Girl. Some would say it's the best rock song of all time. I will, the only, the only, and if you want patriotic, you know what, courtesy of the red, white, and blue, if you're, if you're wanting to just go with the country patriotism, I I prefer Where the Stars and Stripes by Aaron Tippin. Where the stars and stripes and the eagle flies. Or God bless the USA. That's what they'd always play like down home for my Fourth uh, of July, like the city's fireworks. It'd always just be God bless the USA. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I gotta go. Uh, I don't think it's courtesy of the red, white, and blue. No offense to Brother Logie, who we love. I will say, every Fourth of July, I get triggered about the the, the Independence Day song. By is it Martina McBride? I don't. You know, know that song I'm talking about. I, I don't. You don't know that song? I mean, I might if I heard it, but not off the top of my head. Let freedom ring. And the whole crowd sing. The one, it's something, something, uh, let the guilty pay its Independence Day. Everyone plays it on the 4th of July as, as if it's a 4th of July song just because it says it's Independence Day. But it's about like a, a, a wife killing a husband that was beating her and burning the house down. And a little oh. girl basically becoming an orphan. Okay. But people confuse that as a 4th of July song. But again. It's about a wife getting the shit out of her to the point where uh, she kills it. And it's from the little girl's perspective who's eight years old and watches uh, her house get burnt down. So just don't play that one on the 4th yeah, of July. Don't, don't play that one, guys. Don't play that one. Yeah. Well, she lit up the sky that 4th of July. By the time the firemen come, they just put out the flames and took down some names and sent me to the county home. Now, I ain't saying it's right or it's wrong, but maybe it's the only way. Talk about your revolution. It's Independence Day. And people listen to that and think it is a uh, patriotism song. It is not. It's kind of catchy, though. It's a great song. It's a great song. Love the song. I just don't feel like it's a 4th of July song. Anyways, uh, next question. Uh, Brother Brett, what does your cookout plate look like? I might be the wrong person to ask here, man. I'm pretty simple. Assuming you have a hot dog and hamburger, give me both. If you got some slaw, throw it on there. I'll take some baked beans, some chips. I, I'm not crazy on the cookout, especially if I'm like out with either you know fe- uh, extended family or places I don't know. I just like to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my method when I'm eating people's food. Just keep it simple. Yeah, uh, I will eat literally anything. So oh, I'm, okay, I'm not a good person to ask about this either because I'm not very picky. So, you know, it is what it is. I have like, become recently, I, I didn't used to like it, but I've become a big, big fan of baked beans. Okay. Yeah, there's some nice barbecue baked beans. I love some good baked beans. I do prefer mustard-based potato salad over mayonnaise-based potato salad, but I See, will I don't eat, like potato. I don't like potato salad any, either way. I will eat both kinds. Uh, do love coleslaw, though. Wholeheartedly. Yep, I like coleslaw. I eat coleslaw. So, you know. I don't really ever do anything on the 4th of July, though. And you better be careful. Didn't you almost die last 4th of July or two years ago? That was uh, Memorial Day. Oh, okay. Never mind. That was Memorial I, Day. I don't usually do much on the 4th of July. Yeah, it's just so too hot, hot. Man. It's, it's too so hot. Too damn hot outside <laughs> for me. It's just so hot. I don't fuck with fireworks either. Once you've seen them once, you've seen them all. Uh, I'm good. If I, ideally, I will find a private pool I could use. Otherwise, I'm just sitting at home in the air condition, most likely. Too damn hot. Brother Parker, how do you how do you both how do both of you see the rest of the Euros playing out? Okay, um, I see the. This is just my opinion. You know, I feel like the Czechs are beating Denmark. Mm, okay. You disagree? Yes, I disagree. Czechs have been tough, man. Czechs I have Denmark been in the finals. Really. I mean, that would be fit. That would be nice since they had their uh, best player, you know, die on the field. They just, man, them young guys they have, they just strike quick. They just are 
Okay. Strike like a cobra. Just bam! Out of nowhere, they score a goal. So I have the Danes in the finals. I got to be honest, I haven't been really impressed with the Danes. I feel like they kind of got lucky that they got to draw Wells. I feel like Wells was the worst team that advanced. Uh, so I'm going with uh, Croatia to beat them. Or excuse me, like, what the hell am I talking about? The, the Czechs, the Czechs to beat them. Um, Spain, Switzerland's going to be fun. I think that one's going to be high scoring. Uh, I'll go with Spain, though. I think it's going to be high scoring, though. Take the over-under of two and a half. It's going to be at least three goals. That's the way I feel it's going. Um, man, I actually feel like Ukraine might beat England. Mm-hmm. Ukraine's been pretty good. They have been. That was a great game between them and Sweden yesterday. And we're getting close to the point where England chokes, right? Yeah. I believe they made it to the semifinals of the last World Cup. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't think they had a, a tough draw to get there. Um, Belgium versus Italy. I know Italy is kind of the favorites, but I just love that Belgium team. Mm-hmm. So you have Belgium finally breaking through at a major tournament. No, I don't know. I think Spain's winning it. I think that's my pick. Spain's winning it. I have uh, the Danes beating the Czechs and getting to the semifinals. I have the guy for Spain who is getting death threats, Murata, whatever his name is, who finally scored a goal against Croatia. I have him popping off against the Swiss and defeating them and getting to the semifinals. I have the English beating the Ukrainians, and I have Italy beating Belgium because, I don't know, I, to me, like, Belgium's got to prove that they're not just pretenders in Italy, like... You're just saying that for your girlfriend. Italy hasn't given up a goal. You're just saying that for your in-laws. When did Italy give up a goal last time? It was, like, 2019 or something. Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia. Oh, congrats on not letting Austria score on you. You know, I mean... Congrats on that. Yeah, I saw the Sopranos prequel trailer too, bro. I get it. I, I like spaghetti as well. Belgium's going to whip Italy's ass. Lu- my boy, Lukaku, Lukaku, however the fuck you say his name, he's breaking through Italy. That is a big dude. That is a yeah. big dude. He's going to run through the Italians. You know, uh, Belgium, they're definitely more talented. Um, I think the winner of that game wins the Euros. Okay. Man, England's really set up to get to the finals, though. Yeah, they are, but the Danes are going to say, not today. The Danes are going to say, not today, because they just score so quick. They play with just such essence. They just have, you know, it's just strike like lightning. So the Danes to the finals against the Italians. Um, no, no. I'll say you can pander wins. to your girlfriend all you want. I hope she hears this, bro. I hope she hears this. I'm just saying, you, you Belgium's asked. whipping Italy's ass, just for the record. Now that we're talking about that, I'm moving the soccer channel back down to the bottom of Sports Chatter with my non-muted channels. I enjoy the soccer thread. But they need to be, they need, they're, listen, they need to be taken off their pedestal big time. Just for the record, soccer boys, I will be moving you back to third position when the Euros start back up on Friday. I think that's a fair compromise. They are a bunch of white rednecks acting like they're soccer experts. Okay, like I, 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 the crowd I saw in the England game looks like a lot of white rednecks too. I don't know if you saw that food, food and guy. He looks like Slim Shady. They might fit in there. Yeah, well, England England has a lot of white trash people because you know it was it's a country of white people. So yeah, but they're not from the south. You know, football's their thing, soccer's their thing. 
You like, sound like a real fucking wanker right now. I probably am one, but I'm not as big a wanker as the dudes in that thread. They need to be taken off the pedestal, and I've you been doing like it. A, you sound like a real wanker. You have some nerve, mister. I love Tennessee football. I eat, sleep, and breathe Tennessee football. Being mad about somebody else finding joy in a sport. You got some uh, fucking nerve. It's just a little much for my sensibilities. Don't worry, soccer boys. We will change it back to football, and I will put you back under the NBA thread once the Euros start back on Friday. Brother Will Warren a.k.a. the stats expert. What's your over-under for the per-year money on Vitello's extension? I am going to go at $1.5 million, Brother William. I would say it's going to be a three-year thing that averages $1.6. So $1.5, $1.6, $1.7, that type of layout. Okay, so you're you're putting it at three years. Well, no, but I'm saying if it is that, I think it'll go up $100,000 basically each year. I think it'll start. So if it's a four-year extension, I think it'll go up from $1.5 up to what, $1.5? Eight, I guess. Yeah, 1.8, yeah. I think it'll have raises built in on it. I think it'll start at 1.5. I'm fine with that. It might even start at 1.6, but I, I think it'll be something like that that escalates a little bit each year. Yeah, so he's going to get paid big time. Uh, Brother Rick also getting an extension um, and a raise, apparently, for I don't really know why, but, you know, it's happening. The only reason I think he got it is because you, you don't really see coaches ever just have three years left on their deal. So I guess that makes sense. So yeah, hopefully the buyout, hopefully the buyout got reduced a little bit. We haven't seen those details, and we haven't seen Tennessee officially announced. It's just been a Bryce report so far, right? Yeah, Rob Lewis said they've been quietly working on one for the last little bit. Hopefully the buyout doesn't drastically change, but I understand him wanting to you know have two extra years on his contract, recruiting, blah blah blah. It's not as big of a deal in basketball, especially when you're recruiting one and duns as it is in football, but. It makes him feel younger and whatever. The raises each year are basically, what, 5% raises? That seems pretty standard. Yeah. So whatever. Hopefully the buyout doesn't change so he can still fire his ass, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, I don't think they're ever firing him either. So it is what it is. Let's hope we get lucky. Brother William Warren, a.k.a. the stats expert, getting a second question. What are Seth's top three LaCroix flavors? One is apricot. Two is lemon, three is lime. Why don't you just drink Sprite if your second and third's favorite's lemon and lime? That's what Sprite literally is, bro. I like Sprite. Why don't you just put some apricot in your lemon-lime Sprite and you'll have the best drink ever? I like Sprite a lot, but I, I, I prefer LaCroix more. Sounds like you like Sprite more. You can get the zero-calorie Sprite, bro. I'll look into that's what it. I'll start, that's what I started mixing my vodka with. It's great. Great alternative. I'll look into it. Yeah, Brother Jackie, a.k.a. The Law Dog. <laughs> For John, do you think the Hawks with no Trey Young can win, <laughs> can win two more against the Bucks with no Giannis? <laughs> I mean, if Giannis doesn't play, the series is over, boys. I don't care if Trey comes back or not. If, if there's no Giannis. There you go. There I you mean, go, we got dog. the deepest team in the NBA. You saw it last night, Seth. I did. I saw Brother Lou Williams. Who, by the way, the Hawks got paid two second rounds to acquire. All they had to do was give up Rondo's bitch ass. I saw Brother Lou Williams reminding everybody who he is. And Bogey. Oh, Bogey's knee looked good last night as he's just firing. I love me some Bogey. Every time he hits a three, just yelling with the crowd. Let's go. Red Velvet, Kevin Herter, Kayvon out there getting it done. I saw Brother Lou Williams, who's won Six Man of the Year like seven different times, coming through. How about, give, give a shout out to my boy Cam Reddish. Yeah, he's back. 
I haven't forgotten stats expert Will Clown and Cam Reddish last year after a month in the season. The same way they mocked Trey Young a month into his rookie season. I haven't forgotten. Cam Reddish looked like a physical specimen out there. He looks like, when I was watching Cam Reddish, Seth, you know what I was thinking? What? Just by looking on the court now, especially when Giannis went off the court. Just looking out there, he looks like he should be the best basketball player on the court. He looks like what you're supposed to look like. Just 6'9", strong, athletic, and the way he was out there playing defense, clamping up. Oh, 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 my goodness. Can the Hawks win two more games against the Bucks with no Giannis, even if Trey doesn't play? Of course. Of course they can. Although they said Giannis, no structural damage, no timeline on return. I don't. I would be really surprised if he played game five, but we'll see. But, uh, you know, my Hawks, Seth, two wins from the finals. They are? Two wins from the finals. I thought my best chance for a championship was when the Vols went to Omaha. I might have been wrong. I might get a championship this year anyway. Anything else? Uh, Brother Ryan T. Shannon, also a lawyer. The Discord is full of elite minds. Congratulations to Brother Ryan on passing the bar. Oh, turn up. I didn't know he uh, passed the bar. Congratulations I, to Ryan. I believe, he, I believe he passed the bar. Or he, maybe he graduated from law school. I hope it was passing the bar now that I've said this. But he did something big with his law career. So congrats to Brother Ryan. He did something monumental, something of note. So I think he might him. be a little premature there, but I, I might be wrong. I thought he was just finishing law school, but maybe you're right. Hopefully he, you're right. I hope you're right. Um, he's typing now, so we're gonna see. We're gonna see if I was correct or not. Just graduated. He just graduated. Congrats to Brother Ryan on graduating law school. I knew it was producer, something. Producer, cut that out. I knew it was something of note. We have so many lawyers in the Discord because we have so many elite minds that it gets hard to keep track. I've always said I'll take our group's IQ against anybody's. I agree. He would like to know: fireworks, overrated, underrated, or properly rated? I mean, I feel like they're properly rated because we all know they kind of suck. Although there are still some cool ones. Like every year, like for the like New Year's Eve, like when I see the ones coming out of Abu Dhabi, I'm like, oh man, those are cool. I do. I'm not gonna lie. I do miss Booms Day in Knoxville. That was pretty. That was a, always a pretty elite day. Yeah. The Booms Day Sunday, followed by going all the way back to the Cotton Eye Joe for the holiday of Sunday night. That was elite move in college. I'll say properly rated as shit. Why is Why is Booms Day not a thing anymore? I guess it was too expensive. I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. I guess, I guess they didn't really make money off of it, you know? Yeah. It was free. I was imagine it'd be a pretty big clusterfuck in the city to have all the cops out there and have everybody like trying to make sure nobody gets hurt and make sure nobody's like doing anything illegal again for something that didn't bring any money in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, like fireworks to me, I don't like them. They're properly rated, I would say. I don't like them because I'm just always so bored by them. Like, it's not that they're loud or whatever, but, like, I'm just so bored by them. And you're sitting outside, and it's smoking hot because it's, it's July so 4th. It is smoking hot, and you're watching something boring. And if I'm going to watch something boring, at least give me some air conditioning. That's all I ask. Or at least play Rocky Top. That, that too. I always say that. If I'm going to watch something boring, just play Rocky Top. It's a great song. I mean, who is caping for fireworks? Everyone like at, at our age is every like I, I get it if you have kids and like your kids are into it, but like, are there adults still out here that love fireworks? I don't know, none that I know of. I like the little snap rocks though, or the snap pops. 
Yeah, those are pretty fun. Throwing those at people's feet, that was always fun. Yeah. And then you eat a couple of them just to get the juices going, get it popping in your stomach. Mix them with Coke. Yep. Any other questions? That's all. That's it? That's it. Okay. Sounds good to me. I feel like you skimmed on Brother Troy's question. Ask Brother Troy's question. Troy is a beacon of light. I got it. If you had to be born and live in the past 100 years or more, what time period do you choose? The 80s. 100 years or more, dumbass. You know that oh, 100 years or more, my bad. Uh, can't believe you try to disrespect Troy, our biggest patron. The uh, colonial like time per- period leading up to the revolution. So you'd want to live up to the revolution? Just around that time period, you know? Okay. Would you have been comfortable going to war? Yeah. I'd like to run around with Francis Marion, a.k.a. the Swamp Fox, in South Carolina, destroying the, the, the British Army. I think that would be cool. You with know, whom? Francis Marion, famous Revolutionary War hero. Maybe read a book. Which uh, stock market crashed? The one from the 29, that was a crazy one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that doesn't fit the 100 years. I would have liked to have been around there, just everybody jumping out windows and stuff. It would have been crazy oh. to see people lighting cash on fire because oh, my they got more value of it that way. Oh, my Dogecoin to the moon. No, where'd my stocks go? Okay, because when I, when I look up stock market Black Friday, I was trying to verify the date because I thought it was 29, but I wasn't sure if it was 19, but I was like, I think it's 29. But then something came up from September 24th, 1869. So that was when the price of gold plummeted. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Was the other one like Black Monday? When was the first crash? The one from 1929? Was that on a Friday or when was that? I don't even know. I'd like to see people freaking out. Like you said, just lighting Black Tuesday. Lighting cash on fire. Just to stay warm because it's so stupid and pointless. Although it would be pretty sad, but it doesn't fit the 100 years. Just give me the Dark Ages just because they didn't exist. And I would like just to take a nap and wake up and be 150 years later. Seeing the barbarians at the gates of Rome would be would be pretty cool. I would have loved to hung out with Rasputin. Yeah. Or just watched him in action. Seemed like a, a cool uh, figure in history. Okay, that's all I got for you. Do you think the you. Uh, do you think Chris Paul and the and the Suns advance tonight, or do you think that the Clippers and playoff P force Game Seven? Playoff P and my boy, Mr. 94 Feet, a.k.a. Patrick Beverly, get it to a Game 7. Wow. And you know what they say, anything can happen in Game 7s. Anything can happen in Game 7, especially when you got Playoff P. The only thing that won't happen in Game 7 is Kawhi Leonard's bitch ass come back and play. I want Playoff P. I want Playoff P to silence the haters for good once and for all. If the Hawks win... The Eastern Conference Finals. I want the Hawks to win the NBA title for you. If Thank the you. Buck, if the Bucks pull off the upset and get past the Hawks, I want Playoff P to get him a title by himself. That is a pretty good redemption arc. 
It would be a great redemption arc. I like Paul George. He seems like a likable guy. I don't care if anybody disagrees with me. I watch about two NBA games a year, and the two that I've watched, he seems cool. I hurt when he missed those two free throws. I hurt. My heart hurt. I like Brother Paul. So, he's going to get it to a Game 7 tonight with the sidekick, Mr. 94 Feet, a.k.a. Patrick Beverly. And then we'll see what happens in Game 7. Don't forget his fishing buddy, Reggie Jackson. How about Reggie Jackson? Man, he's still good. He's good. Shout out to Tennessee. Doesn't he love Reggie Jackson? Reggie Jackson is good again. He was good for a little bit, and then he got overpaid and sucked, but now he is good again, right in he, time for his next contract this offseason. And he's got those glasses. He's got those glasses. He does have the glasses. He looks good in the glasses. All right, Brother Seth, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. I love you as well. Goodbye. See ya. Hey, Miss Parker. Say the money coming in, yeah, that's true. The more money I get, I don't want sex you. Can't think about the last time that I text you. It's probably when sidekicks had the belt loose. Sign my giant cock on a bitch, hey, time I check you. Just like a brand new lamb, I wreck you. Uh, so if it's mine, it's yours.